Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky back with you. Move the Sticks. Buck, how you doing, man? I'm good. Now that the chaos is all done. Real good. Do you sleep good after after this thing gets done? So, DJ, what was crazy? Uh, maybe had to be Sunday night. Sunday night, I crashed, dude. I'm eight o'clock out. <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah. I guess it just finally catches up with you, but like, out, not yeah. out like a light. And so, I feel like these last. I feel like these last couple of days. It's I. You know. I usually wake up a bunch of times in the night and you're kind of, you know, rolling over. It's like, I feel like I close my eyes and open them and it's, I've been asleep for eight hours. And I don't even, I don't even move. Uh, yeah. But anyways, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. Get that thing in the rear view mirror, but it's fun to go back and look back at what happened, which we're going to do today. We're going to uh, uh, look at some of the value. Our buddy, Jack Andre did a great job kind of researching after the fact, just looking at kind of my top 150 list buck and kind of broke it down by who got uh, who got the most value out of this draft, which is kind of fascinating. Uh, just again, just based off of the way, you know, we kind of look at players. And then um, we are going to look at a couple position battles we're looking forward to in camp. 
Uh, but we're going to start things off with the news that just came down. We've got five international games uh, that have just been announced. And, you know, you've been over there and, and done work with Sky Sports over there in London. I've had a chance to, to uh, be at a couple international games with the Chargers, one in London and one in Mexico City. It, it's a great atmosphere, man, and there's appetite for, for the NFL all over the globe. Yeah, there's certainly an appetite all over the globe. And I think it's great. Like when you when you have a chance to go over there, just the energy that you feel um, from the people in the international game is different than even a game that you see in your home stadium, because this is a rare opportunity for these people to see NFL football in on their home continent and their home location. And so they're really excited about it. And it's not just fans of the two respective teams. It is everybody. These games bring everybody out. And so it's a fun, festive atmosphere, and the NFL has done a really good job of making it uh, a big event. All right, let's go. I'm going to give you the game. You give me the the way too early, most likely it will change, but the way too early storyline. Um, for folks that are listening to us internationally, we have a big international audience. Um, so I'm going to give you the game. You tell me the storyline they should be looking forward to. You ready? Okay, let's do it. All right, here we go. The Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. That will kick off October 2nd, and that will be in Tottenham uh, Hotspur Stadium there in London. So Vikings-Saints, what's the uh, what's the storyline way out in advance? Way out in advance has to be on the quarterback, and it has to be on how Kirk Cousins is playing in Kevin O'Connell's system. Normally we would focus on Jameis Winston and the uncertainty about the Saints, but I think there's a lot of fascination on how Kevin O'Connell is going to get Kirk Cousins to play at a higher level to look, he's been at pro bowls, but can he get him to play at like championship caliber uh, football level? And so to me, that is the big storyline because they made the move. They went all in new deal. Everything is about Kirk Cousins. So that means the head coach has to find a way to get it done. Yeah. I'm going to look at the Ohio state connection at wideout for the saints, Michael Thomas coming back after missing a lot of time. And then Chris Olave, the rookie stepping in, you mentioned Jameis Winston, this team traded a future one and a future two because they felt like they were close. They didn't get a quarterback. They got a tackle and pinning and, and a receiver in Olave. So the expectations are very high. By October 2nd, we would start to get a glimpse of what that Saints team looks like. Um, so we'll see if they live up to uh, their own expectations. All right, the next one. This is going to take place October 9th. Uh, same, same location in London there. And that is the New York Giants against the Green Bay Packers. Hmm. Daniel Jones, Brian Dayball, what does this offense look like? Have there been any changes that we can tell uh, with Brian Dayball coming over? Has he been able to impart some of the creativity that he did in Buffalo? Has he been able to utilize Daniel Jones in a matter in which he used Josh Allen? To me, that is the big storyline. Can Brian Dayball unlock the talents of Danny Dimes? Yep, and I'll flip it over to the Green Bay Packers. What does this Devontae adams list offense look like at this point in time? They should be able to find their sea legs by this point in the season. Um, so I'm curious to see. Is this a uh, Are they running the ball maybe a little bit more than they have in the past? Is it a defensive dominant team, or is this the same old, same old we've seen from Aaron Rodgers and company? So uh, that's the storyline I'm looking at on the other side of things. Let's move forward. We've got October 30th, Wembley Stadium, which is an awesome uh, venue, having been there for a game. The Denver Broncos uh, take on the, uh, the team that's – Played more games over there than anybody else, and that's that's your Jags. So you got Broncos, Jags, and that is October 30th. Yeah, normally, like, this would be all about Russell Wilson, but I think there's been such a breath of fresh air um, in Jacksonville. Doug Peterson taking over for Urban Meyer. 
there's a lighter feel in the building. There's a lot of optimism about this team. Not necessarily this team is going to go from worst to first, but this team should play better, um, be a little more competitive. And so I think the big thing will be Dougie P's impact on the Jaguars through the first half of the season. Yeah, and I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit and just with, with Russell Wilson, what does that look like? You saw him on Good Morning Football. We saw a little bit of that this morning talking about all the different weapons that they have, you know, with Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton kind of giving them the big power forward type guys, Jerry Judy who can create the separation, and then and then K.J. Hamler who can take the top off the defense. You kind of look at that. That's, a, that's an impressive group of wideouts that he's throwing the ball to. So um, I expect we'll see a high-flying Denver Broncos offense. And we'll see what that Jacksonville Jaguars uh, front seven looks like with some key new additions, uh, and kidding, including the number one overall pick and Trayvon Walker. Uh, okay, let's get November 13th. This one is going to take place um, at, uh, I want to make sure I, it's really small font here, Alliance Arena, uh, home of FC Bayern Munich uh, in Munich, Germany. So that is November 13th, and that is, I think, the – Gosh, it, it's got to be the sexiest matchup, right? Just because you're taking the greatest football player of all time and Tom Brady and letting him throw, throw it around in, in Germany. So that, that's going to be a huge draw over there. Seattle Seahawks against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Man, it's all about TB12. Like for the German fans to get a chance to see the GOAT in action, that is the headline. Nothing that Seattle can put up. You can't talk about Legion of Boom, old Legion of Boom, nothing. Tom Brady is the storyline, and so he will dominate the storylines heading up to that. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else. I mean, we see who's playing quarterback for Seattle at this point in time. What's that look like? Maybe it's, maybe it's Baker Mayfield by then. Who knows uh, how that's all going to shake out? But Tom is the is the main attraction there, with uh, without question. All right, final one. Another venue I've had a chance to be in: Estadio Azteca in Mexico City, November twenty first. We've got the 49ers and the Cardinals. Ooh, that's a great game uh i guess right now as it stands does debo show up is debo samuel a part of the niners when we get there that would be the storyline right now um look man i think trey lance uh is it trey lance's turn did he take over for jimmy garoppolo what does the team look like with trey lance in the fold does kyle shanahan make i'll say some some tweaks and adjustments to the offense to help trey lance get up and running? Is he using him as a runner like he did RG3 back in uh, their time in Washington? So Kyle Shanahan and what this offense looks like with Trey Lance at the helm, that's the storyline. Yeah, I'm curious. Same. I, I'm with you on that one. I want to see what exactly that looks like. Um, that'll be uh, that'll be interesting one to see where both those franchises are at that point in time. Uh, okay, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk value here in the uh, 2022 NFL Draft. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my day. day. (laughs) Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Covino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Okay, so here's what our buddy Jack has done. Jack in uh, in research is phenomenal. Jack Ingrid's best in the business. and. He's taken what was my pre-draft top 150 players, Buck, and he's broken it down a couple different ways to evaluate these draft classes. So I want to give you kind of how this, what this looks like and how this shakes out, and, and we'll kind of go through it, get some thoughts here. So if we take the top 150 and we assign, um, gosh, so if we assign 150 points for the first pick and you kind of work backwards, right, 149 mm-hmm. all the way down to the 150 pick, pick, uh, pick or 150th player, would be worth one point. So when you assign points and value that way, the uh, the teams that added the most value, meaning they just added the most high you know impact players, and that's the highest total. Um, so that would actually be 
The Baltimore Ravens come in at number one with nine. Uh, they had nine players, so that's a total value of 684. The Jets, you know, had those high picks, so that would stand to reason. They were next with seven. They had seven top 150 players with a total value of 678. Then the Texans, again, two teams with two top 13 picks, so those are big totals. They're at 606. The Falcons uh, at 588. And the Chiefs, think about this. The Chiefs had, you know, not picking till the bottom of the round, they had seven of guys in my top 150 for 578 points. So I think a lot of that is Ravens, uh, multiple first-round picks, Jets, multiple first-round picks, Texans, multiple first-round picks, and the Chiefs had multiple first-round picks. The Falcons, the one team that got in there, uh, just in terms of adding some impact, high-impact players uh, without having multiple first-round picks, is kind of interesting. Yeah, the Falcons being able to get up there, it just talks about their ability to identify guys that were at marquee positions that really, really helped them. And for whatever reason, people missed or misevaluated, missed the boat, but the Falcons were able to scoop them up. So that's a great job by them and the Texans. I, look, we talked about it. I felt like the Texans had a set of good draft, draft. man. Yep. Um, I felt like they did a really good job of just going big. Uh, they took a bunch of big school guys that played in the SEC and some other big conferences, and they're loading up on, I would kind of say, like proven commodities. The guys that we saw them take were guys that had kind of done it. And even though you want to talk about Derek Stingley and the on-again, off-again, how he played the last two years, like, man, that that one-on-one tape that popped up that we've been kind of running on rotation, that one-on-one tape against him and Jamar Chase and those other guys at LSU was very impressive. And when you think about what Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase had been able to do in this league, I think that's a huge feather in Derek Stingley's cap to be able to kind of stay and play and maybe even win a handful of those reps that we saw. All right, I want Nabil uh, to be ready to jump in here because as we're kind of going through these teams, uh, I might call on Nabil for his homework to give us in a in a quick read fashion uh, who their draft picks were. So when we're saying like the Atlanta Falcons being on this list, Nabil, can you pull up the Falcons draft and uh, and give us who they took? Because I'm curious, they had six players in the top 150. I would like to know who those who those players were. So Nabil can jump in here. Uh, with the Falcons picks. Go ahead, Nabil, fire away. Yeah, so the Falcons with the eighth pick in the first round took Drake London. In the second round, they took Arnold Ebiketti. And then their second, second round pick, they took Troy Anderson. Then in the third round, they took Desmond Ritter. And then they had another pick in the third round that was D'Angelo Malone. In the fifth round, they took Tyler Algier. And then in the sixth round, they took Justin Schaffer. And then another pick in the sixth round, they took John Fitzpatrick. Yeah. So look at, at Abikady, who we talked a bunch about, Buck, we both loved. And then think about Troy Anderson, who we talked a bunch about. So, we, you know, Ritter's going to get the headlines. Drake Lennon's going to get the headlines. But that's a the Atlanta Falcons had a really good draft, man. I don't know if we talked much about them. No, we hadn't talked much about, like, the way they went through their process. And there was so much focus early on uh, about the wide receiver, Drake London, and then obviously the quarterback in Desmond Ritter, because we love those two positions. Those are the fun positions. Those are the fantasy football positions. Yeah. But – when you go beyond that, yeah, like they did a really good job taking really good players, players that can come in and make immediate contributions. You obviously walk high on a handful of those guys. And so when you think about um, how you want to approximate value, yeah, for them to be fourth on the list speaks volumes about the job that they did. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right. The next way to look at this list, which Jack broke down, is let's look at value over expected. So this is kind of a that's a. It's a popular uh, phrase in the analytic world, and um, 
think about yards over expected, you know, that we do for, you know, for running backs and, and receivers and, and uh, it's, it's a valuable tool. So the way that you calculate this is you look at the total number of points that they were able to accumulate using that same formula versus the expected points um, and what the difference is. So 13 teams added more value than expected based on the value of their picks. So in other words, if you were picking, you know, if you were you're picking five and you say, okay, the fifth pick, this is the expectation that you would get this number of points. Well, actually, you did better than that. Um, you got value. So this is a way to kind of look at, at points over expected. So points over expected, the number one team buck was the Seattle Seahawks. So for where they were picking, they were expected to get 484 points. They ended up getting 588 points. So they're at the very top of the list. So Nabil, be, uh, be ready to pull up Seattle's draft here in a second. Second on the list was Baltimore. So Baltimore not only had a ton of picks, they got value. They were, they were 101 in terms of points over expectation. Then the Falcons, who we've mentioned. Then the Chargers show up um, at 81 points. Uh, and then after that is the Chiefs at 71. So we've seen Baltimore show up uh, both of these lists. We've mm -hmm. seen Atlanta show up on both of these lists. We've seen Kansas City show up on both these lists. So not only bringing in quality players, but actually getting more value for where they were picking. The teams that are different in here that we didn't see the first on the first list, Nabil, let's pull up Seattle's draft, and then let's pull up the Chargers draft. Um, so those were two that when you just look at the value that they got was outstanding. So what, what did Seattle come away with? In the first round, they took Charles Cross. In the second round, they took Boy Mafe. And then they had another second-round pick. They took Kenneth Walker. In the third round, they took Abraham Lucas. In the fourth round, they took Kobe Bryant. In the fifth round, they took Tariq Woolen. In the fifth round, again, they took Tariq Smith. In the seventh round, they took Boy Milton. And then their other seventh-round pick was Tariq Young. So that's a heck of a haul, Buck. And they kind of yeah. did it in Noah's Ark fashion. They got two of everything. You got the two tackles, probably two of the most polished pass-protecting tackles. And think about Abe Lucas and all the football he played at Washington mm -hmm. State. Uh, think about the same offense, basically. You know, Mike Leach goes from Washington State to Mississippi State. So Cross and Lucas have both pass protected a ton. Um, Kenneth Walker, we both loved. Boye Mafe, I thought was great value where they got him. So I, that's a good draft by the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, really good draft. And you're right, the the doubling down, that is a great principle that they utilized in this draft taking care of the offensive tackles by getting two guys that excel in pass protection going back to the prototypes at corner that really helped them build the legion of boom yeah this is exactly how you want to go about um the rebuilding process when you're pete carroll and john snyder and those guys and you can always look at people's history to kind of get a feel for how they may proceed in the future this is john snyder and pete carroll doubling down on the way they built the team in the early 2010s, how successful that run was, and they want to bring it back. And that's why they opted to go this route. And maybe they didn't go with the quarterback because they still feel like they want to build up the team and then drop a Russell Wilson-like playmaker in their quarterback position when they're ready to pop. Yeah, I thought that the roster had gotten old and slow, and I thought they they really uh, countered that um, mm -hmm. with what they did in this one. I thought they did a nice job of, uh, of getting younger, getting a little more athletic. Uh, so nice job by them. All right, the Chargers were the other team to be able to showed up on there. What, what do you got there with their draft? In the first round, they took Zion Johnson. In the third round, they took JT Woods. In the fourth round, they took Isaiah Spiller. In the fifth round, they took Atito. 
Agbania. In the sixth round, they took Jamari Salier. In the sixth round, again, I they took Jasir Taylor. In the seventh round, they took Dean Leonard. In the seventh round, with their last seventh round pick, was Xander Horvath. Yeah, so Jamari Salyer, uh, also known as Jameer Salyer, um, <laughs> uh, was a uh, was a really good uh, value pick where they got him. He's got a chance to come in and compete at, at guard and can play tackle if you need him to, Buck. Um, JT Woods was a favorite of mine, um, somebody that can play in the middle of the field, and that's going to allow Derwin James to drop down. But I, I think you mentioned this on TV the other day. Isaiah Spiller loved that pick in terms of how he compliments Eckler. I think that is a great pick, and I think it's one of the picks that um, perhaps we haven't talked enough about is, you know, I think we had talked about it on the podcast. Maybe there was a conversation that Brandon Staley had had about just dealing with big running backs and how just the big running back is a problem because you got to get them down. You have to have the little guys tackle them. There's something to feeling the presence and the impact of a big back that little backs don't give you. And so, you know, from a defensive standpoint, when you have issues against bigger backs, what do you want to do as a defensive coordinator slash head coach? You want to make sure that you have that in the stable. Isaiah Spiller gives them that, but I also believe he gives them someone who can make some plays in the passing game. To me, he's a true number one. Felt like he was a bit underrated and undervalued throughout the process. I would not be surprised to see him emerge as like a star quality player for the Chargers. Yeah, I think my first top 50 list, I had him as the number one running back. So he was, I think he ended up at number three on my list when it was all said and done after you do all your homework. But yeah, that's a that's a heck of a value pick. Um, the last way we look at this now, Jack did a wonderful job of, of breaking this down for us, is if we go with uh, value over expected, but we do it as a percentage. So in other words, if you have a lot of picks, you're st- you're going to have you're going to have a greater opportunity to have more value over expected. But what if we just look at the percentage, some of these teams didn't have as many picks, but they cashed them in. They made the absolute most of them. So I think you're going to see how how that comes about here in this top five. So in terms of percentage, uh, value over expected, an example is the number one team in terms of value based off of percentage, not points, is the Chargers. So the Chargers, their expected uh, points were 234. They ended up getting 315. So mm-hmm. it was uh, 1.346 is the, you know, is the average there uh, when you look at overexpected. So that was that was uh, the top team. So we've talked about the Chargers. Number two on the list we haven't talked about was Carolina. So Carolina, even though they didn't have a lot of picks, they, they got value with their picks. They were two. Vegas was three. Another team, remember, they didn't have a lot of picks either because of Devontae Adams trade. They were three, but they got really good value. Um, Seattle, who we've talked about, a great draft. They were four. And then Philly, um, they were five. So the, the drafts in that top five that we have not talked about were Carolina, Vegas, and Philly. So give us Carolina's draft, Nabil. What did the what did the Panthers come away with? Yeah, so the Panthers came away with Iki Kwanu in their first round pick. Then in the third round, they took Matt Corral. In the fourth round, they took Brandon Smith. In the sixth round, they took Amari Barno. And then the, with their other sixth round pick, they took Cade Mays. And with their seventh round pick, they took Kalen Barnes. Yeah. So what do you think there, Buck? No. So when I think about the Carolina Pan- Panthers and what they were doing, I thought early on it was very really important that they got the offensive talk. There was all that conversation about what they were going to do. But then to come back and circle back, I think we'll we'll go back and the value that Matt Carell brings at that third round pick, if he plays to his talent, look, man, I think it's hard to find. And I think for all those quarterbacks, like we really, um, they took on a lot of water. 
<laughs> when yeah. it came to draft day. But I still say these guys are solid quarterbacks. I just don't think they had the star power that some of the other classes had. And so if these guys are surrounded by the right stuff, there's not a reason why they can't succeed, particularly a guy who's as talented as Matt Corral. Yeah, to me, for them to get the best tackle in the draft, in my opinion, uh, at six was a home run pick. Yeah, a huge, a huge need for them to get that one taken care of. And then Corral, um, you know, ability wise, you put him up there with anybody in this draft at his position. And after outside that, all traits, man, all speed. They got a bunch of athletes, and that's what Matt, that's what Matt Rule's always done. So that's the Carolina draft. All right, Vegas, a team that did not have a lot of draft capital, but you know, according to this, uh, got tremendous value. So Nabil. Jump in here on the Las Vegas Raiders and what they're able to accomplish with their draft. Yeah, with the Raiders in the third round, they took Dylan Parham. In the fourth round, they took Samir White. With their other fourth round pick, they took Neil Farrell. With the fifth round pick, they took Matthew Butler. With their seventh round pick, they took Thayer Munford Jr. And with their final pick, they took Brendan Brown. Yeah, to me, Buck, those top two picks, you got Parham, who's got a chance to be a long-term starter. Mm -hmm. Um, They get that accomplished. And then Zamir White, I thought was, gosh, he might have been my fourth-ranked running back. He was up there on my my list. I believe he's in my top five. So you get a nice back um, to complement what you already have there. Remember, didn't pick up the fifth-year option on Josh Jacobs. So um, they got value where they were picking, even though they didn't have a ton of picks. Yeah, they got value and very shrewd uh, in the way they went about it. You talk about those – Three decline letters that their first round picks. And they got. announced it. They announced it on draft. Hey, just letting you know. Hey, you yeah. know, this is what we're doing. But no, um, being able to get the running back was huge. Uh, he's a nice fit because he catches the ball out the backfield. Um, there's certainly an affinity for Georgia running backs going back to what happened at their previous place in New England. I think that continues. And, you know, Parman's a good player. Point of attack. They still need uh, that presence. He gives them a little that building mentality. So I, I kind of like what the Raiders were able to do. Last one was Philly. Um, they round out the top five in terms of the percentage uh, value over expectation. So, uh, Nabil, the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously this doesn't even calculate A.J. Brown, um, you know, into that equation in terms of what they're able to get for that first-round pick. Uh, but tell us who they came away with in this draft. In the first round, they took Jordan Davis. In the second round, they took Cam Jurgens. In the third round, they took Nicobe Dean. In the sixth round, they took Kyron Johnson. And with their final pick, they took Grant Calcaterra. 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 All right, Buck, give me your thoughts here on the on the Philadelphia Flying Eagles here. Okay, so the Philadelphia Eagles continue to do what they do, right? Like you've talked about it. You've told me about how they feel about linebackers and yada, 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 yada. And here they go. We're not taking one first or second, but, oh, lo and behold, there's N'Kobe Dean. We'll take him there because yeah. the right value, undersized, all this other stuff, really good football player, very instinctive, plays fast, plays like his hair is on fire. Uh, we'll look back and we'll probably talk about N'Kobe Dean being one of the best linebackers in the draft based on where he fits, and they get him at a great value. And just, you know, give Harvey Roseman credit because they have a way of being what I would call, like, aggressive but still very calculated. Uh, not reckless. To, not reckless at all. Very calculated in how they move up and down the board, what they acquire, how they also go aggressive for this year while also having the insurance of next year. So having the extra first-round pick. So you have two ones in next year's draft while still being aggressive and going and getting an all-pro, uh, not all-pro, Pro Bowl wide receiver in A.J. Brown while adding pieces to the puzzle. I mean, team's impressive. It's impressive. 
Yeah, I mean, Cam Jurgens, I love too. You know, Cam Jurgens getting a chance to come in there. We saw that video of Kelsey talking about how he was his favorite player in the draft, and he's looking forward to kind of mentoring him before he can take over that center position. Um, so I love that pick, Big Jordan Davis. That that defensive tackle trio they have now with Javon Hargrave and, and Big Fletcher Cox. That's yeah, going to be fun to watch. So a good value there. I think it's just a fascinating discussion when you kind of you look at it. And again, this is just based off how we looked at the players going into the draft. But it's easy to say this this team had a great draft, that team had a great draft. You can actually put numbers to it, at least based off how how we looked at them. Yeah, no, and I think that's important to put numbers on because it still takes two to three years before you can figure out uh, whether guys can really, really play or not. But on paper, it looks really nice. Yeah. It really looks nice uh, for a lot of these teams. All right, uh, we are uh, we got kind of a brief one today, so we don't have a long podcast. But I do want to uh, hit you on a couple position battles, and uh, and just tell me, let's let's go early early winner in uh, in these position battles. I'll give you the battle, you give me the winner and a quick answer, and I'll give you my winner and a quick answer. Are you ready to go? Cool. All right, let's start. Carolina Panthers. Matt Corral comes in as the rookie versus Sam Darnold. Who wins that battle? No, I think this is perfect for Sam Donald because I don't believe Matt Corral can challenge him this year. I think for maybe one of the first times, Sam goes to a situation where there's a comfort level that he is the starting quarterback. He doesn't have to look over his shoulder. They've tried to upgrade the things around him. Now it's on him to play at the level that many are still holding out hope that he can get to. Yeah, I think this is going to be his last you know, real chance to to have a job, a starting job, and see what he can do with it. I'm, I'm hopeful that this can uh, turn around for and him. DJ, because of, and because yeah. of that reason, that's why I don't think they should get in the Baker-Mayfield mix. Yeah. I think it only clutters the situation there. I think if you're going to roll with Sam, you've already committed to pay him. I don't no. think you bring – I mean, even though you may not have to pay him, I don't think you bring another guy in to muddy it up. Let Sam have the feeling that this is an opportunity for it to be his team. And then if he runs with it, he yeah. runs with it. Yep, this is, a, this is a big chance for him, so we'll see there. All right, uh, I'm with you. I think Sam Donald holds off Matt Corral. Pittsburgh Steelers, we got a three-man battle. Uh, we've got Mitchell Trubisky and Mason Rudolph. They are the incumbents there. And you have Kenny Pickett, the 20th overall pick. Who starts week one for the Steelers? Well, I have the least amount of confidence in Mason Rudolph because the way they've been bringing quarterbacks in left yeah, to right. Yeah, he's out. He's, yeah. he's out. So this comes down to Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. And a lot of it is on Kenny Pickett. How quickly can Kenny Pickett pick up the playbook? How quickly can he show the coaches? that he's ready for it. I think it's telling when Mike Tomlin talked about his readiness being a major factor in why they went with him and how they expect him to challenge and compete uh, for to be the opening day starter. To me, man, this is wide open. Uh, yeah. As Pittsburgh likes to say, it's three dogs right now, but eventually be two dogs, one bone. I think they're going to let these guys really have a legitimate competition. And I think if it's close, it's pick it. So, not mm-hmm. only does Trubisky have to hold him off, I think he has to be like demonstrably Head better. And shoulders. Head can't and shoulders be close. Nah, if it goes to the cards, it's going to yeah. the end. Yeah. So that's that's gonna be that's gonna be the challenge there. Okay, we've got the Carolina or sorry, we've got the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, man, these guys are gonna look exactly the same in terms of how they play, how they move, uh, even personalities somewhat similar. Tesman Ritter and Marcus Mariota. What do you think? I think Marcus Mariota wins the job. But I think this is a great situation for Arthur Smith because if anything happens to Marcus Mariota, if he has to leave because of an ankle injury or anything like that, you're getting the same style quarterback. And I think we always talk about that, but we saw last year in Baltimore how it worked out. They didn't have to change their offense. They were able to continue to do the things that everyone around the quarterback are comfortable doing, and it worked with Tyler Huntley. 
even though they didn't get wins, you saw a team that continued to play in battle. I think in Atlanta, you now have that opportunity. I just don't think Ritter will be ready enough to overtake Marcus Mariota by the end of training camp. But if they're losing, I can see the door being cracked where he gets an opportunity midway through the year. Yeah, I, I must say Mariota on that as well. Good reasoning. Seahawks, now this is not a draftable quarterback. They didn't take one. But you've got Drew Locke, Geno Smith with the uh, Baker Mayfield cloud kind of hovering above. Uh, but between those two, Drew Locke and Geno Smith. I mean, that's Drew Locke, isn't it? I mean, they got to give Drew Locke a chance to see what he can do. I don't know. Maybe it's Geno Smith's turn. Like maybe they feel so impressed. No, I think it's Drew Locke's, Drew Locke's deal. Uh, I think Drew Locke has to mess this one up to not get it. I think they want Drew Locke to do it. Because imagine, DJ, this would be the perfect situation. They get him on the cheap, right? He's a former second-round pick. They, they get him. They have an opportunity to kind of run with him while he's on that steal, that cheap deal. Um, and it's a great opportunity for him. They don't have to kind of swim in those waters next year. So, yeah, I think they want – I think they would like Drew Locke to get it. So that's why if it's close, Drew Locke is your starting quarterback in Seattle. Yep, I'm with you on that one. Um, I don't want to, you know, we have some other running back things we can look into, but I don't really want to get into that because I think it's, you know, it's a committee league right now. So there's not like you win, you lose in terms of running back competitions. I was thinking about that with the Jets. So, you know, Michael Carter played really well when he was healthy and on the field last year. Mm-hmm. And like the thought like kind of went to my mind, like they've got a deep group of running backs. Remember Tevin Coleman's there as, as well. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, then you bring in Brees Hall. And then I started thinking, about, I'm like, wait, Michael Carter, like sharing the load, like, that's what he did all college. Javante Williams. Yeah, no, I don't think this. Yeah, I think these backs are more comfortable with this now, don't you? I'm mean, used to be like, I'm the lead dog and I'm the main guy. Like, I think, nah. Well, I, don't, I don't think anybody is toting it. One, when you look at the stats, no one is toting it more than 18 times a game, yeah. even when they are the lead what, dog. Just one, just one guy, but he's yeah. the I mean, king. He's the king. Yeah. I mean, he's a, yeah, but everybody else you're talking about at a max is 18. And so that means the number two can come in if you're a run heavy team. Number two is coming in anywhere from 10 to 12 carries. It's a workload. And then just go back and look at the DNA of the coaching staff with the Jets. You think about the San Francisco 49ers? They're not rolling through. Pony. Rolling they, through. They, everybody gets a little bit. And so it's been very successful for them. And so particularly when you believe in this system, hey, man, you're trying to get enough guys that can do it. If you get the hot hand, you stay in. But that hot hand is a week-by-week deal. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what it looks like. That's the truth, man. Everybody gets a month in that system. This is your month. Okay, next. Now, this is your month. Okay, then you're out. Um, anyways, that'll, that'll be fun to follow there. Um, Buck, this has been a this has been a fun one. Is there anything else you want to get to before we get out of here? No, nah, man, this is terrific. I think the deep dives, I think this is the fun part of when we get to the summertime because now we're heading into OTAs and mini camps and training camps. And DJ, like, it's crazy. But before you know it, in a bad night, we'll be right back at it. Hall of Fame game getting getting going. Yeah, I want to encourage everybody. We did it last episode as well. For off-season uh, content ideas, drop them in the Apple Podcasts uh, ratings reviews there. Just leave us some ideas, stuff you want us to get into. We're, we're all ears. One of the things I was just thinking about while we are doing this podcast is we've got to do a study, Buck, on uh, fifth-year options that were not picked up. That'd be a fun deep dive, right? Why? Yeah. Why didn't it work yeah. out for this guy? And there was a lot of them this year, man. There were a ton of first-round picks that uh, that did not get picked up. That would be a uh, that could be an idea for us. That can be a great idea. And because the money has changed, because they fully guaranteed those yeah. fifth-year options before, it was just injury. Now yeah. it's fully guaranteed injury and skill. That's why you're having so many guys going. Ah, uh, let's take a little pause. Mm, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. a lot of that. Um, all right. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna take a little break after this one. Um, and then uh, 
but but the show is going to go on. Buck's gonna gonna take care of us here for a little bit. Then I'll be back. Eventually, Buck will take a break. I try to get you to take more breaks, but you'll never do it. But no, uh, we'll, take a, we'll take we'll take a little one later. Later, yeah, we'll get we'll get Buck to take a little break later in the summer. But anyways, we we're gonna stay with you. We're gonna go to Nabil can confirm this for me, but I believe we're two a week now. You know, we did three all the way through the season. We did three all the way through the drafts. That's been a long run of three episodes a week. I believe we will drop two episodes a week. Yeah. Um, but we'll still keep it rolling. Is that right, Nabil? That's right. And Tuesday, Thursday, for the most part. Yeah, some weeks will be Monday, Wednesday, but could yeah. likely Tuesday, Thursday. Oh, we'll get you two a week. That's what we're telling you. We'll get you two pods a week. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Appreciate you guys hanging with us, and we'll catch you next time right here on Move the Sticks. Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store.
Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.